Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 135 Praise the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Give praise, O servants of the Lord, you that stand in the house of the Lord, in the courts of the house of our God. Praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing to his name, for he is gracious. For the Lord has chosen Jacob for himself, Israel as his own possession. For I know that the Lord is great. Our Lord is above all gods. Whatever the Lord pleases, he does, in heaven and on earth, in the seas and all deeps. He it is who makes the clouds rise at the end of the earth. He makes lightnings for the rain and brings out the wind from his storehouses. He it was who struck down the firstborn of Egypt, both human beings and animals. He sent signs and wonders into your midst, O Egypt, against Pharaoh and all his servants. He struck down many nations and killed mighty kings. Sihon, king of the Amorites, and Og, king of Bashan, and all the kingdoms of Canaan, and gave their land as a heritage, a heritage to his people Israel. Your name, O Lord, endures forever, your renown, O Lord, throughout all ages, for the Lord will vindicate his people and have compassion on his servants. The idols of the nations are silver and gold, the work of human hands. They have mouths, but they do not speak, they have eyes, but they do not see. They have ears, but they do not hear, and there is no breath in their mouths. Those who make them, and all who trust them, shall become like them. O house of Israel, bless the Lord. O house of Aaron, bless the Lord. O house of Levi, bless the Lord. You that fear the Lord, bless the Lord. Blessed be the Lord from Zion, he who resides in Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. Daniel Chapter 3, verses 1 through 30. King Nebuchadnezzar made a golden statue whose height was 60 cubits and whose width was 6 cubits. He set it up on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Then King Nebuchadnezzar sent for satraps, prefects, and governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the justices, the magistrates, and all the officials of the provinces to assemble and come to the dedication of the statue that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. So the satraps, prefects, governors, counselors, treasurers, justices, magistrates, and all the officials of the provinces assembled for the dedication of the statue that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. When they were standing before the statue that Nebuchadnezzar had set up, the herald proclaimed aloud, You are commanded, O peoples, nations, and languages, that when you hear the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, drum, and entire musical ensemble, You are to fall down and worship the golden statue that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. Whoever does not fall down and worship shall immediately be thrown into a furnace of blazing fire. Therefore, as soon as all the peoples heard the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, drum, and entire musical ensemble, all the peoples, nations, and languages fell down and worshipped the golden statue that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Accordingly, at this time, certain Chaldeans came forward and denounced the Jews. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. 
you, O king, have made a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, drum, and entire musical ensemble shall fall down and worship the golden statue. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be thrown into a furnace of blazing fire. There are certain Jews whom you have appointed over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These pay no heed to you, O king. They do not serve your gods, and they do not worship the golden statue that you have set up. Then King Nebuchadnezzar, in a furious rage, commanded that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought in, so that they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods and do not worship the golden statue that I have set up? Now if you are ready when you hear the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, drum, and entire musical ensemble to fall down and worship the statue that I have made, well and good. But if you do not worship, you shall immediately be thrown into a furnace of blazing fire. And who is the God that will deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to present a defense to you in this matter. If our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the furnace of blazing fire, and out of your hand, O king, let him deliver us. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods, and we will not worship the golden statue that you have set up. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was filled with such rage against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that his face was distorted. He ordered the furnace heated up seven times more than was customary and ordered some of the strongest guards in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to throw them into the furnace of blazing fire. So the men were bound, still wearing their tunics, their trousers, their hats, and their other garments, and they were thrown into the furnace of blazing fire. Because the king's command was urgent and the furnace was so overheated, the raging flames killed the men who lifted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But the three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, bound, into the furnace of blazing fire. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and rose up quickly. He said to his counselors, Was it not three men that you threw bound into the fire? They answered the king, True, O king. He replied, But I see four men unbound, walking in the middle of the fire, and they are not hurt, and the fourth is the appearance of a god. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the door of the furnace of blazing fire and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out from the fire. And the satraps, prefects, governors, and king's counselors gathered together and saw that the fire had not had any power over the bodies of those men. The hair of their heads was not singed, their tunics were not harmed, and not even the smell of fire came from them. Nebuchadnezzar said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him. They disobeyed the king's command and yielded up their bodies rather than serve and worship any god except their own god. Therefore I make a decree. Any people, nation, or language that utters blasphemy against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be torn limb from limb, and their houses laid in ruins. For there is no other god who is able to deliver in this way. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. 1 John chapter 2, verses 3-11 through 11. Now by this we may be sure that we know him, if we obey his commandments. Whoever says, I have come to know him, but does not obey his commandments, is a liar. And in such a person the truth does not exist. But whoever obeys his word, truly is the, in this person the love of God has reached perfection. By this we may be sure that we are in him. Whoever says, I abide in him, ought to walk just as he walked. 
Beloved, I'm writing you no new commandment, but an old commandment that you have had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word that you have heard. Yet I'm writing writing you a new commandment that is true in him and in you, because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. Whoever says, I am in the light, while hating a brother or sister, is still in the darkness. Whoever loves a brother or sister lives in the light, and in such a person there is no cause for stumbling. But whoever hates another believer is in the darkness, walks in the darkness, and does not know the way to go, because the darkness has brought on blindness. Good morning and welcome to the second Monday of Easter, or Eastertide. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Laguna Laguna Beach, California. This morning's very lengthy readings come to us from Psalm 135, Daniel 3, and 1 John 2. And the, the long reading from Daniel is um, really quite uh, something. I always thought Daniel was with them, but clearly I was wrong. Um, but I noticed in the psalm and in the the epistle, First uh, John, uh, a couple things that kind of stand out or stood out to me, um, and it has to do with idols. Um, what actually stood out to me is this saying, which occurs kind of scattered throughout the Old and New Testament, and it's this idea that God. Um, and dealing with God's people, there are some who have eyes but don't see, ears but do not hear, um, or even a tongue but cannot speak. Um, and, you know, there's something that is stopping them up. Um, and it, it comes through in the Psalms and the prophetic literature and then uh, in some of the Old Testament allusions in the, in the New Testament. And had never occurred to me until um, the the psalm speaks in those same ways. They have mouths, but they don't speak, eyes, but they don't see, ears, but they don't hear, and, and there's no breath in their mouths. And it's not just these people who, you know, the Lord has hardened their hearts, or they have hardened their own hearts, or fill in the blank. Um, and it's not people, it's idols. Um, and there within the psalm, it says, those who make them and all who trust in them shall become like them. So those who um, are unable uh, or unwilling to see, to hear, to know, to feel, to breathe, um, are not just, um, you know, kind of um, at a, a, a distance from God, but they are in fact idols. Um, if you are living in darkness, if you have no eyes, it is because you are an idol. You have become an idol. Perhaps an idol to yourself, uh, an, or in and of yourself, um, but you have become the thing that was made for you. The thing that was made for you has made you. You have become a golden calf. You have become a golden statue, um, and yeah, the you know the the burning furnace and all that stuff is fascinating. But what the text wants us to notice is that the three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, will not fall down and worship a golden idol. 
Um, they will not worship something created by other people. Um, they will not be made by the things that are made. Um, idols uh, in some uh, elements of the of the Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament, um, the uh, the word for idol, and I don't have it in front of me, but it literally means the thing that is crafted. Um, whether that's you know a house or a fence or an iPhone, um, the things that are pure, the things that are natural, are things like the unhewn stone. Um, and so altars, when they would build altars um, as they crossed the Jordan River to enter the Promised Land and take Jericho after the the wilderness wandering, Joshua set up a an altar, an, a, a a memory point of 12 stones stacked on top of each other. And the stones were not shaped, they were not carved, they were nothing. He picked them up off the ground just as God made them and stood them 12 on one on top of the other. They were unhewn stones. They were not idols. It is the the point wasn't the memorial, the altar. The point was God and to remember that place where they where the people had encountered God. Um, and that's uh, very uh, close to the reason why a lot of theologians uh, have and continue to claim that pride and arrogance is really the only ultimate sin. Um, it's any time in which um, you make yourself out to be something like God. Um, and that's why humility is the crowning virtue for Christian for Christians. Um, the the insistence that you are not the center of the universe, that in fact God is, and in fact nobody else is, whether that's Nebuchadnezzar or his fucking golden idol, um, to fall down and worship that, um, to fall down and worship our iPhones or our um, cars or property is no different than falling down and worshiping a golden idol. Um, and... Uh, it is when we are made the things that we made, when we close this, you know, philosophically incestuous loop of thinking that we make our own world, um, our world will make us. We will become dependent upon the things that we have made, and we ourselves will become the idols that we have crafted. Um, our, our eyes will be shut. And we will live in darkness because there is no light that shines into that kind of feedback loop. And so the only thing um, that the three men could do, and I think it, it's really important point, they don't, uh, they could have very easily said, "Our our God will save us." Um, yeah, you were, you know, you can throw us into the fire. God is going to save us. So kind of fuck you guys. They don't say that. They essentially say, "We don't care." what our God will or won't do. We will not worship your statue, um, and our God will you know, deal with us in the way our God will deal with us. Um, and we aren't going to make any promises. It doesn't, you know, we're not trying to prove anything to you. Um, the light stands on its own. You know, God will, you know, time will tell how God will deal with, with us. Um, I'm not refusing to worship this idol in order to make a point. I'm doing it because it's the only truthful thing for me to do. Um, and in that, there's this just in radical humility. Um, and I spoke the other week, last week, about 
humble confidence, and I think that's precisely it. Um, they could very well have said, and I think there's plenty of examples in the Bible where God's people say very brashly, you know, my God will vindicate me. Um, and to give up even that um, is, a, is this wonderful display of humble confidence. We will not worship your idol. We won't fall down before it and be made by it. Um, and it's because of what we believe about the world, but um, that world doesn't bend to our will. That world does, that God does what God will do. And we um, we, we aren't going to force God's hand. We can't. And sure enough, God does vindicate them, and then they're promoted, etc. But like, there's not a hint of arrogance in what they do. They're completely confident in uh, what they are going to do, and they don't, you know, pull any anybody else down with them, including God. Um, and so, this idol worship is not always just as simple as like, you know. Uh, I own a gun or not. I know some pacifists think like guns are idols. I, I think it's that's too easy. Um, and it's also not so easy to say, well, you know, I get rid of my iPhone and then I'm, I'm no longer, <laughs> you know, beholden to idolatry or, or Apple. Um, it's much more complicated than that. Um, it's much more, um, and I don't think it's any more or less than it was at in Daniel's time. Um, but when we see those things um, that are trying to make us in its or their own image, um, it it's not like there's no one simple one-time answer solution that then you know solves it for us. It's an ongoing vigilance against the things that creep into um, ourselves to blind us to the truth to um, numb us to reality and to uh, suffering and, and tragedy um, that uh, rob us of our, our, our spirit. Um, and so it's a constant vigilance. Um, the, the young men in Daniel are, certainly had other moments when they had to, when they were tried and tested. Um, and this is just one example of, of them um, succeeding in that test, but it won't be the last. Um, and there's always going to be these moments that come in our lives that make, uh, that are, that without, um, constant care and attention and, um, you know, vigilance for lack of a better word, um, they will make us idols by closing our eyes, shutting our mouth and ears, um, and hardening our hearts from, being the kind of people that God has created us to be. A prayer for protection from the Book of Common Prayer. Assist us mercifully, O Lord, in these our supplications and prayers, and dispose the way of your servants toward the attainment of everlasting salvation, that among all the changes and chances of this mortal life, they may ever be defended by your gracious and ready help. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. 
First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with PewPewHQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.